This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are listening to The City Vent. Proudly sponsored by the Westview Motor Company, supplying your new and used cars. Find us at westviewmotorcompany.com. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 25 of the City Event. Um, we're calling this the Orient Hangover episode, um, for two reasons, because the game we got absolutely battered yesterday, 3-0, um, and also me and Chris were positively sozzled uh, yesterday, weren't we mate? Do you know what? I am so hanging. I don't even remember getting off the train. Um, I went to KFC. I paid 30 quid for a taxi home, which is only like a five-mile journey. I remember. I'm, I'm probably, to be honest, mate, I'm probably still a little bit drunk. But that's probably the perfect time to do a podcast, right? Of course it is. Why not? Why not talk about things where it's fresh in his mind? As minds are fresh, but the, the football's kind of fresh in our minds. A bit hazy, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I think we need to talk about it and, and essentially break it down yesterday, what the issues were uh, on the pitch, really, to start with. So, I mean, to start our day, I mean, we might as well talk through that. Uh, it started fantastic, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, it was, it was, it was, um, I mean, to be fair, like the journey and stuff uh, was great. The game, first 10 minutes, I thought we played really well. And then it just went to absolute. We always start well, though. It's, it's a weird thing. We, first 10 minutes, we come out of the blocks, firing at teams, look like we're going to score, and then we concede or whatever. And then that, that seems to be it. It's, it's bizarre. It is. And, and I'll tell you what, it was interesting because I was talking to the um, Orient podcast boys. Um, I was texting them after the game. And they said, oh, I thought you were actually really good. And I was like, really? I, I thought we were absolutely terrible. And, it, and, and to be honest with you, when that first goal went in, which was out of nothing... Completely out of nothing. Um, Ed's went down. Ed's completely went. And uh, it's a difficult one for us because I think this is the first time where we're actually going to have to be negative about the football that we're playing at the moment because it's crap. Um, you know, it, it just doesn't seem to be any cohesion whatsoever with that team. And it just seems also that whenever we go 1 0 down, we just lose his heads. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I always try not to call players out, and that's something that I try and live by. But I just don't think there's you can't protect and guard a performance from yesterday from our midfield too. I just thought they were absolutely hopeless. Um, 
I think the ball should be dropped um, and it'll give them a kick up the arse because they've, they've played every game this season. Some games have been good, some games have been poor. But over the last maybe five or six, I think both of them really need a, a wake-up call because I've not rated them. And I'm talking about Smallwood and Gilead there. I don't know what your thoughts are, but for me, they both need dropping. Completely agree. I really do. And Smallwood, for a while, has just not been in form. i tell you what annoys me about him. Apart from there was one free kick in, it was the first half that... that um, was actually really good. He's terrible on set pieces. His passing play is terrible at the moment. Um, and I, like you said, I don't. You don't want to pick out certain players, but it feels like he's undroppable, and that's not acceptable. Um, I'll tell you what was interesting though, mate, was that we were talking. So Lionel, who was a neutral, he came came to watch the game with us yesterday, and he said, "Where was the captain? I did not feel that there was a captain on that pitch." and to be honest with you, you can't disagree with that. It just feels that, like at the moment, he, he's just a passenger in the team, and it and it's disappointing. And Gilly as well. If I said it as well yesterday, I said um, he's like a, a kid at a school, you know, a schoolyard who's trying to run after every ball, but he's getting nowhere near it. Um, both of them, they just it's just not working with them two whatsoever. You didn't, you don't feel that. That passion and that drive to get back into the game, I, I don't believe. We saw it at Mansfield when they dug in and, and they got the, the three points, you know, and we, we've got a man sent off. But since then, we've not seen it. You know, this attitude of, come on, boys, let's, you know, let's get behind the ball, let's do something. It never felt yesterday like we we're going to get back into that game. It's like they accepted that Orient were a better team and we were going to lose. Um, it's the first time that we've heard booing, um, or I have, um, for potentially Mark Hughes yesterday after the game. Um, and because I think a lot of fans are frustrate, frustrated that it won't change things. I believe Mark Hughes is the right person at this football club. I do. And I'm not changing my stance on that. But I am starting to see those frustrations because yesterday they just refused to change it. And I feel like that might have changed the, the pattern of the game, possibly. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think I think we were all crying out for a, maybe a change at half-time and we didn't see it and it was later on. But you're right. I, I mean, we, we stayed obviously till well after the full-time whistle and I would say there were boos aimed at Mark Hughes. The worrying thing for me is if Mark Hughes cannot get this team working, who on earth will? Because it's it just seems to be a case of like it doesn't matter who the manager is or who it is or whatsoever, it just is not working with this club. Um, do you know what I mean? Is, is, is it is it something to do with Bradford? Is it the mentality of the club? I don't know. I mean. I don't feel like it's the flares are going up, and we, you know, we've we've had a we have had a bit of bad form recently. Uh, I just think it's the football that we're seeing. We're not seeing that urgency to get back into games, and it is worrying. But I feel like this season's, you know, there's loads of games ahead of us. We're about halfway through, um, and people keep saying this this squad's going to click. But is it? Are we ever going to see that big result, or is it just going to be you know week on week getting a win here, win there? scraping results. Like, when is it going to click if it is going to click? I think going back to the Smallwood point that you make um, and the free kick situation, I think a lot of fans that you hear saying he's pulling rank. He's taking all the free kicks because he's the captain. He's pulling rank. Would, would you say that that is the case from what you can see? And is the I mean, better people's place to take him? That's the other question. Yeah, I, I, I think there is. I mean, like you've got Banks, to be honest with you. who's great at set pieces. Um when was the last time? Do you know? I mean, I tell you what, it's it's difficult for us because this is the first time we've been quite critical because we've had such a great time. Um, but it does. It, it feels like it. I mean, I can't remember the last time that he had a free kick 
that actually was on target and didn't go over the bar or it didn't go massively wide. Um, I do. I, I think potentially you're right. I think there is maybe that he's pulling rank and that he, you know, that he says that he has to take those free kicks. But it's not working. We need to change something. It, it, I mean, you look at the last two games, mate, as well. Um, look at Northampton. We were absolutely pummeled. We, I mean, we, I said it to you. I said I would not have been... Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if they'd have won 5-0 at that game. Yesterday, I don't think I would have been surprised if, we, if we'd lost 5-0. And it's, and it's this kind of mentality. I don't know what's going on with these players. I mean, I, I mentioned to you yesterday, mate, I said about, is it too many individuals that used to play in the championship that are, are going out for themselves rather than being the team players? I don't know. I, I, I'm just so frustrated at the moment. And I know that a lot of City fans are talking to me yesterday. Just frustrating, man. Just I mean, so, so frustrating. When you look at that midfield, I feel, like, I feel like that is where the problem is when I'm looking at this team because that's where that's the heart of your team, where the players built and where they break down play as well. And I don't feel like they're doing it successfully. There was a lot of shirking challenges yesterday that we noticed. Again, I'm not going to pick out in individuals, but I think we all saw that. Um, do we need to bring the likes of Songo and Sutton into that midfield just to refresh it and just to start winning some battles in the middle of the park again? Yeah, I think we do. Um, oh, it, it needs changing up. It just needs changing up. I think when we put Gilly in the midfield. I mean, to be fair, I and I've said it on previous podcasts. I actually was a massive fan of him at the beginning of the season. He was, he was, I'd say first ten games. I think he was my favourite player. I thought he, he, his effort, but it feels like he's become really defensive rather than the player that should be going forwards um, and creating the opportunities. And it's difficult as well when you're playing that kind of formation. And you don't have an attacking midfielder that's going forward and putting, you know, putting the balls for Cook. It ain't going to work. It, just one up front. And, and also, I want to mention as well, you know, you mentioned about the shirking tackles. Um, what were Leighton Orient doing with, you know, 89 minutes, the 3-0 up, running for absolutely everything? There was a ball that went out, nearly went out for a goal kick, and they absolutely went full speed in trying to get that ball back, even just to go, you know, to they'd already won the game by that point. The, yeah, the, the frustration for me was they went for everything and I don't feel that our effort was there at all. Yeah, I mean, dedication. total dedication yeah. from them to, to the final whistle, like you say, the, you know, the, the, that right winger just had, he had Matty Folds on toast pretty much the whole game. Yeah, um, but they, just to the final whistle, when they scored that goal, like the team, I don't know, it just, it just felt different. And you can see that they're going to go up. I, I don't care what anybody says to me. They're not going to... If they drop a bit of form, they're going to go up. They're like the Forest Green of last season to me. I, I thought they were great. Um, I, I heard some people saying that they weren't much better than us. They weren't much in it. But come on. They, they were so much more on it yesterday. As a collective, probably yes. As a, as a group of individual players, I do believe we've probably got the best squad in the league. But they're just not showing us enough. Going back to Gilly, I think... At the start of the season, he had a lot more space on the ball um, and a bit more freedom to run and what have you. And I feel like that has not been the case. People have worked us out and I feel like he's struggled because he's not getting time on the ball and he's losing individual battles and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, we need a shake-up uh, in midfield. But to a man, really, you could probably pick three players that had maybe half a decent game for City yesterday. Yeah, and I, I, do you know what? The, the frustrating thing for me is I think our best player at the moment is Holiday. I don't think he's... Uh, I, I, he seems to be the one that, that everything comes from. And 
<laughs> I just don't know. I just don't. I just don't know what's going on with this team. I mean, can can we genuinely say, bar maybe Harry Lewis, because I think he made three or four cru- crucial saves yesterday, that any of those players is there anyone that's not droppable? I mean, no, I don't think there is. Uh, yeah, I think one thing I would want to mention as well. This shows us yesterday how much we miss Critchlow uh, in the back. He, he to me, is undroppable. He is that one player. He's got, got a lot of stick at, at the start of the season. A lot of people weren't sure about him. But that sort of game yesterday in the last couple of games has shown how pivotal he is into our back four. He is undroppable. When he's, well, obviously, he's not in the squad, but he is. Harry Lewis is. That's probably as far as I go at the minute. Maybe Andy Cook, possibly, because of the goal. You've got to keep Cookie in. Um but you're right, and, and it's and it's frustrating because again, we just it, it feels like a lot of players are undroppable. Um, Critchlow, I mean, to be fair, mate, I said to you before on the game, I said we're going, you know, that I was gutted that Critchlow wasn't back, and I thought we're going to be in trouble here. Um, I mean, Timmy, um, his pace is, is incredible. I mean, he's faster than any player on that pitch, but. I think he had a particularly great game, but I mean, who did? Who who did? Bad? Maybe again, like maybe Holiday. Um, Platt was uh, not great. Just they're just passengers, most of them. I mean, you might have said they've done a couple of good bits here and there, but they just sort of went through the game. We never looked like we we're going to get back into it, and and that's how it turned out in the end. You know, it's just how we move on now to the next game, which is generally a point, a game that we need to be picking points up from. Um, are we gonna are we gonna win the next game? Do we do we beat them? It has to be. I think that this has to be a message. I mean, Gillingham have scored six goals this season. We six. did that in the club, didn't we? So on this point, I uh, I saw this stat on Twitter that they'd scored six goals all season. So I went round because how many games are we in? 21, 22? Something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So there were about twelve of us city fans in this. What pub were it? it was a pretty good pub, wasn't it? I can't even remember, mate. I, I genuinely can't remember. It was good. There was a lot of city fans in there as well. It was called a Harrow's Wood or so I can't remember, but it was decent. It was like an old school boozer that you want to expect. Apart from the fact that I bought me a piece of pint and it was thirteen pounds fifty for two pints. Now he don't shut up about this. I am shut up about this wood. Believe it. In Oakwood Social Club. It's a shout out there to my favourite place. £13.50 would get you six pints. Six, right? But what you do get in London, Chris, is when you do buy a pint, you get a free glass, don't you, mate? <laughs> so, I don't know if you'll see it because of the camera, but these these pint glasses, right, um, we quite liked them, didn't we? I mean, it's the Camden ones, they're great. I may have taken a couple home. I may have taken more than a couple home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are good glasses because they're like a mid-size. Like, they are a pint, but they're like a cheeky. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, well, if you've got a London, guys, apparently that's free. <laughs> yeah. well, that, we, we assume that, didn't we? If that's not the case, we do apologise. But, I mean, because they're so expensive, is the glass not included? I, I, I didn't hear anyone say when we got these pints, the, the, the glass wasn't included. Um, so I'm going to go with that. I'll tell you one thing that used to wound me up about that pub, though, was where you went upstairs. And it was really nice upstairs, like a, like almost like a snug room, wasn't it? And um, you went to the bar upstairs and went, oh, no, we'll come to the table. What a waste of time is that? 
and they didn't even come to the table. They were messing no. about. They no. took so long. I mean, in Yorkshire, it just would not be allowed to happen, would it? No. It'd just be chaos. They wouldn't have it. So people just sat politely waiting for the bar staff to come and take their order. just doesn't feel right in this modern day and age that we live in. But that was that. Somebody had shit all over the toilet and it oh. was literally squirted all the back at seats. So the men's were pretty much uninhabitable, which you'd expect in Yorkshire, to be fair, but in London. Uh, posh part as well. Um, and the other thing, obviously, going back to what we were saying, so in 21 games or whatever it is, I saw this stat, how many goals had Gillingham scored. So we went round. Somebody was saying 20, 15, 14. Chris actually said five, and he didn't Google it this time. Um, but it turned out to be six goals. They've scored six goals all season. That is mad, isn't it? Andy Cook scored, what, 14, isn't it? 15, isn't it? I think he's 15 now. So he's outscored a really treble. That's mad. Yeah, and, and uh, by the sounds of things, they're in absolute dire straits as well. I mean, I mean to be fair, if you're only scoring six goals so far, then of course you're going to be in dire straits. But um, yeah, I, I do think that that is going to be an interesting game. Um, also, I, I just want to mention as well, the time of the kickoff is absolutely ridiculous, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I mean they changed this one. I mean, it's obviously, I've got my England shirt on, so we'll talk about that soon. But it's for the World Cup. They're trying to move fixtures around. And, and I think Gillingham have got a cup game on the Thursday or something, which means that they need to prepare or whatever and they need time to rest. But it's a lot of bollocks because City fans have got to travel all that way. And it just it makes it a nightmare, especially when you've just been away to Orient as well. It's just a, a pain in it. It is. And and it's, it's frustrating for fans. And again, I feel like it's this whole nobody cares about lower lower league fans whatsoever. And... I understand. Obviously, this is a completely different year because of the World Cup and being in in the winter. But what is it? Is it half eleven kickoff in Gillingham? It's I mean, ludicrous. And the thing is, as well, people will have ordered their their trains as well, right? The train tickets, and then now they, they probably won't get the money back, and and that's what's ridiculous. And it's it's absolutely shit for for, for football fans at the moment. I mean, yesterday, to be fair. Wasn't the worst, was it? I mean, half twelve, yeah, not great, but we we managed to get there. But to go to Gillingham at that time in the morning is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, and fair play to any city fans that do it. And we know that you travel all over the country following them, and it, you can't be it in a way day, and especially on train, it's fantastic. But that early element of it does put a bit of a spanner in the works, and I feel like it's going to really affect our attendance there. But maybe maybe the lads will play better when there's not many of us there. Maybe that's the key. Maybe that's a secret that's missing that they don't like playing in front of big crowds. You know what I mean? No, because the problem is, I know what you're saying, I know you're only joking, but the thing is, they shouldn't be here if they, if they, if they can't play in front of in front of big fans. They shouldn't be here. I'm you're, sorry. Not, you're a little fan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, mate, exactly. And no, he's but do you know what I mean? They shouldn't be here. Um, if they can't play in front of crowds and you've got, we sell out Leighton Orient on a Saturday at 12.30 and we sell it out. What was it? 12,000 fans yesterday. And they can't play in front of that. I'm sorry. That's, that's shit. Not yeah. acceptable. I totally agree. Now, I just want to just point out at this point in the podcast that my audio might be a little bit rubbish on this particular episode. We've had total issues this morning. We're hungover. Can't get my wires to work. My cables are all tied up in knots in my head and physically. Um, so it is a little bit poor. We apologise, but we're not bothered. We're having fun and we're just going to go with it anyway. So excuse us. What I would like to say is that it was a shame that we couldn't do the Bradford City Conga on the train on the way home. 
um, after the after a good result. Do you know what? Again, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably going to get loads of pelters today. It's probably because I'm still a bit drunk. But um, do you know what? I don't understand why there was such a problem with fans having a bit of a laugh on the train. I mean, I wasn't involved there. I was too busy drinking. But do you know what? Why is it embarrassing? Why is it really bad that, that City fans are having a bit of a laugh and doing a conga? Tell me that. Tell me why, mate. I don't know. I mean, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? I just think so. I guess if you're not an ultra and you don't wear Stone Island and come and have a go if you think you're hard enough, then you're not good enough sometimes for, for this fan base. But who cares? You know, it was fun to certain people. They enjoyed it. You know, the fact that Bantam's family or whatever people want to call them or whatever is what it is. People are having fun. Let them have the fun doing whatever they want to do. Simple as that. Stop being boring and just getting jealous about people doing what they want to do. Simple as that. That's how yeah. I want to put it. Yeah. And that's I, it. Yeah. Do you know what, mate? To be honest with you, even though the game was absolutely terrible, I had a quality day yesterday, mate. It's brilliant. Really I mean, it's, it's like that the night before and away day is quite exciting, isn't it? Even at our tender ages. Um, <laughs> because you put all your beers in your bag the night before, don't you? All your stuff that you need, like your, your ibuprofen, your vodka in a fruit shoot bottle um, that you can sneak in places. Um, yeah, your flags, um, and, and then and then you get it all ready. Morning, you know, you, you go down to, to train station. At, I don't know, six, seven, cracker sparrows. You have a beer when you get there. Why wouldn't you? And then you meet your mates wherever you meet them, and then you just have a right good jolly, don't you? On way down, and you know, build yourself up for that disappointing result. Eh? Yeah, I, th- I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't even think when we were going down, we were too concerned about what the score would be. I mean, obviously. If you listen to the last 20 minutes, you'll hear I've been going mental. But um, I just enjoyed it. Meeting up with City fans, having a good conversation, um, hearing their stories and stuff like that. It was was really good yesterday. I know we don't get to every away game. Uh, That's that's just, you know, it's difficult. And I know there are so many fans that are dedicated and go every single game they can. Um, you know, it's something that we, we're looking at that hopefully we can get at least one of us to an away game, every away game. I'm not going to Gillingham, by the way, mate. You can do that one. Um, but it's it's just it's just really, it honestly, is a great atmosphere. And the Bantams family, honestly, I absolutely adore it. It's great. And it's such, the community spirit is just fantastic. And that's that's what the away day was about yesterday. It wasn't the 3-0 defeat to Leighton Orient. It was, it was meeting people and having a few beers and... Just, just having a good time, even though the football were crap. Chris likes all this Bantam's family business and this come and see me, I'm a celebrity, all that, look at me fans. Whereas I just want to go have a few beers and, and get smashed and talk shit, to be honest with you. <laughs> but we you had a great time. Day, mate. You do that constantly, so, sir. Just every day. That's just every day in my general life. But no, we, we had a great day, like we say, we um, got to the game and then we had, we had a few beers after it. We just, and then we got two bottles of, of gin for the, for the train home, two big bottles and... Yeah, Chris's eyes were just absolutely gone by the time we got back to Leeds. I don't even think he knew his own name at that point. I definitely didn't, mate. And I think I probably sucked about half of that bottle as well. Um, I, don't, I don't remember getting home um, at all. We, we bumped into a space invader, though, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We did indeed. And we bumped into a lovely lady called Ruth as well that had been to the, uh, the theatre. So, shout out to you, Ruth. You're never going to listen to this, but no. I Ruth. Um, but yeah, good day, good day out in general. Um, got back, had a kebab, went to bed, uh, and that, that actually, no, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my uh, journey home. So, 
I was with a fella called Gareth who, who lives near me in Keithley. We got off training Keithley. He said, do you fancy a kebab? I said, yeah, I do. So we're walking up Cavendish Street in Keithley and there's a couple of like shawarma shops. But the problem is they're not as good as the, the one in Bradford. So it's like you're getting second best. So we said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to go for the old school, traditional kebab that we don't know what the meat is, but it, it's great. It tastes great. What Dog? Yeah, cat? I don't know. So... We'd gone up to this takeaway that's on North Street, Nate Star Pub. And I said to the lads, I'm desperate for a piss. Can I go to your toilet? And they said, no, no, we don't have one. So I had to go somewhere else in a car park. And I was just mid-floor. And all of a sudden, these lights came on behind me in this big motor. I thought, shit, old Bill. And then this last shouted, hey, come here. I like, looked around and like, I'm hearing voices. She went, oh, yeah, when you finish your week, come here. I'm like, oh, my God. So because I were obviously tanked up, I, I turned around and I went to this this car and uh, indicators are going off and lights were all flashing. I said, are you okay? What, what can I do? And she went, I can't get my indicators off. They won't go off. So I looked in and she's got like this with, you know, indicator thingy, uh, stick, lever, whatever. And I said, your hazards are on, love. Right. <laughs> 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 I was stupid, like, what are hazards? I'm like, it's that big red bone in the middle of your dashboard. <laughs> she clicked it and they went off and she's like, oh my God, thank you so much. So I just like, I just walked away like not what happened. Like, that was really bizarre. But there you go. These things happen on the nights out, like really strange things like that. How were your kebab though? Was it good? It was good, mate, yeah. So I'm a bit of a, I like that old school naan bread kebab meat. And then I like both sauces. I'm a bit of a chilli and mint man. So yeah, I'm, with I'm with you on that one, mate. It was good. Enjoyed it, but by that point, you don't want to eat too much. So I had about half of it and, and the rest of it went in the bin. So it was good, though. What did you have? You didn't have it for breakfast? No. I, do, I would eat it for breakfast normally, but I think last night I thought, because I didn't enjoy it that much, I kind of binned it because I thought I might not enjoy it tomorrow, but I'm really regretting that decision. So what did you have? I went for KFC, mate, but I I, I, I usually would go for like a bone of banquet, but I've got like a three-piece chicken. I've still got half of it. I'm going to eat it in a bit. Um, oh, chicken day after. Not yeah. sure about that. Yeah, it's chips. I always say you have to eat chips first, but yeah. What, the day after? You'd eat cold chips? No, I'm saying I'd always eat the chips first, as in like... Well, on the right, that makes sense, I guess. That figures. Yeah. I still think it, I don't know, but I don't know what I can get on board with that. Like chicken and rice the day after is just bacteria, isn't it? Nah, I love it. Well, I hope you enjoy yourself anyway with your chicken. Is that going to be like a mid-morning snack? Because we are actually, somehow, we've decided to do a podcast. Adam run me up about half an hour ago and said, right, should we do the podcast? And I was like, I'm still in bed. I feel like crap. I mean, look at my eyes. I look awful. Um, So, yeah, this is why we're doing it. And it's probably a little bit different to to what we usually do. But you know what? It's all good, I think. I think just briefly going back to the football, because I think we want to talk a little bit more about the Gillingham game that's upcoming as well, because it is massively important. I mean, we talked a couple of weeks ago on one of the podcasts. Are you being sick? Your head went down then. <laughs> so we talked a couple of weeks ago about it potentially being season-defining the, the next couple of fixtures. We said that, and we've lost both of the ones that we kind of mentioned. But now we've got the third game. So we played two of the big hitters, let's let's say, end of season. They're both going to be up there, Northampton uh, and Orient. But now we've got a team that potentially going to be at the other end of the table. Is it season-defining, that particular game? Do we need to win it? 
I think maybe not season defining, but I think it shows us where we are currently because of the fact that Gillingham obviously can't do anything right at the moment. So if they if they get a victory against us next week, then there has got to be massive alarm bells um, towards the rest of the season. I, I'm starting to think now that January is going to be absolutely crucial for the rest of the season for us. We've got to we've got to bring in at least two three players. In all honesty. We're going to do that because, I mean, if you look at this squad, let's be honest, there's been money spent on it. There's wages spent. However you look at it, there's some real quality in there. So does that mean that we're going to see some player exits um, and, and players coming in? I mean, how is that going to work? Yeah, I think you're right. I think there will be players leaving. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really want to see it, but I think it will happen. I think Levi will probably move on in January. Um, he's, he's getting nowhere near the team, is he? Uh, he's been... He's been great for us as, as, as Levi. Obviously, it's just not it's just not work this season. You look at like uh, the lockdown season. I thought he was probably our best player, um, but it's just not happening for him. And he needs to to be playing regular football as Levi. So I think I've, I've, I mean I'm, I'm I don't know this for a fact or anything like that, but I do think that maybe Levi. I wonder maybe would the song go leave? I mean he's he's always been kind of that bit part player, isn't he? And he's coming when he's needed to do. And to be fair to him, does a great job. But is he going to be frustrated? Is he going to want to, you know, move on and um, find, a, find a new club where he's going to be in the first team? And there's a few of them. There's a few players that, you know, probably could go out on loan or find another club. Um, I, that's just the reality of football, though, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know what the ins and outs are going to be. Even... I know Angle's got a bit of a, he's got a longer contract than in and what have you, he just signed it, but he's he's just done absolutely nothing this season. He came on yesterday, didn't really look interested. Again, I don't like picking out individual players, but there's players like him that are on that periphery as well. That are they potentially looking at it and thinking, am I going to get in this team? We've said it before, it's a long season. Mark Hughes likes rotation. These players are probably going to come back into the squad um, and when we need them, but He's not rotating it now. So, I mean, we talk about rotation, but there's players that aren't clearly performing that are staying in the squad week in, week out. So, when are we going to start rotating? Is it going to happen like we keep saying? It's got to happen. It's got to happen. If you look at the last two games, mate. Something has to change. There has to be big decisions. When you look at his interviews, Chris, sorry to disrupt you there, mate, but he seems quite happy. He doesn't seem like alarmed like us, really, by the performances. And that... Is that a little bit worrying? Is it more of a case that he's just saying what he's saying to the press or whatever, and he's giving this line, but actually behind closed doors, he's going, this just isn't working. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe for some reason he is happy with the team, but anybody else who watches that football team, especially yesterday, and, and, and Northampton as well, um, there has to be some changes because this team is not working at the moment at all. I've been an avid defender of Mark Hughes because, as I said previously today, I do feel like he's the man that will take us forward. But there's questions to be asked now. The formation, there's this stubbornness to, to not change it at all. It's like, I know best, I'm not going to change it. And when we can all see that it's not quite working, so... Do we need to see more changes? I mean, somebody mentioned to me yesterday the number two that we have, Glyn, he's done it at this level. He knows the level. He, he, you know, he knows what how to get out of the division. What influence is he having, if any? Is he having influence on the squad and the tactics? I don't 
don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I really don't know. I'd, I'd imagine that surely he's got to have something. Um, I mean, is it a case of that we're looking for a, a fall guy at the minute? Um, yeah. Which I'm not. We're not saying that. That's not what we're saying. But we are potentially looking for a fall guy at the moment. Um, I, don't, I just don't know. It's just so frustrating. It's just. But like, I, like I said before, if Mark Hughes can't get this football club into League One, I don't think anyone can. Unless no, we're back. I know, and, and it's the old Derek Adams in it. You're not going to get anybody better than me, but. You literally won't at this level get anybody better than Mark Hughes. That's just obvious to say it. You might get somebody... I mean, a lot of people are saying after yesterday, Richie Wellens is the man that could have taken us forward. He's done it time and time again. He's doing it at Orient. You know, would he have been a good appointment? People said he was in the bag and then whatever happened. Um, but we've had the, the managers that have known this level and they've not managed to do it. So, obviously, in Hughes, we crust and all that on yeah, Twitter. completely. And we'll just see, just see where we go. But I do feel like he's, he needs to change it. And I think we all can see that. And hopefully, next few games, even Gillingham, maybe it's a time to switch it up because we know they're a bit of a lesser four. Get a result there and maybe, you know, kick on a little bit. Um, so, yeah, going back to that, I do potentially feel like it, these next few games are season-defining. We're still in the mix, but they're defining in a way that those top three positions that we should be aiming for, let's be honest, they're getting further and further away. You lose a Gillingham game, you're potentially nine points away from the top three. I know that they got a draw, didn't they, Northampton yesterday at Tranmere, I think? Yeah. So, not further away than they could have been. But if we'd have won our game, we'd have been a point behind them. I think this is, the, I think this is again, I think this is the frustrating part. It's like, we're probably talking like that we are, you know, mid-table or something like that. I think the frustrating thing is that we know this crop of players have the ability and there's certain players as well. I, I just don't know whether they're playing for themselves rather than the club. Uh, I, again, I'm not going to mention any names, but there are certain players that, that came from the championship or wherever um, and they're not... I think they still think they're in the championship, but they're almost like, well, I need to get back there and I'm going to do this, this, this but they're in League Two, and I just feel that sometimes, and I, I personally thought it yesterday, too many individual performances rather than a team performance. Absolutely, and we mentioned Lionel earlier, the Kilmarnock fan that, that joined us, and he was chatting to me after the game, and it, we mentioned obviously the captain situation, but he also said, I mean, I was looking at that game, and you were 2-0 you were down, 3-0 down at, at points, and all your, your back four were doing were just knocking it between themselves. Back yeah. two were passing it to each other. He said they had probably the most passes in the game. Um, your midfield, I mean, Angle were then dropping from being a striker right back into midfield. He just said he couldn't work out what was going on. There weren't any urgency. There were just diagonal balls going out of play and getting intercepted. And there just didn't seem to be a plan B. And I think we all feel that. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, I mean, I went mental. In fact, I'm, I was trying to work out why I've got a sore throat. And it's because I actually did go mental. Um, I think Platt gave the ball away to them, their, their attacker, three or four times yesterday. Um, very disappointing. Very disappointing. It was almost like he'd given up in some ways. And I know Hughes likes to play from the back. Um, majority of the time it works. But at the moment, there's a reason, again, there's a reason why these players are in League Two. Um, I think it's Critchlow, me. I feel, I feel like yeah. Platt, is much more comfortable when he's got Critchlow next to him. Because um, we've seen Songo come in as well, um, and that's not quite worked. Uh, but I feel like that 
he's pivotal. And and do you know what the worry is with Critchlow? There's there's nothing saying that he might not go back to Huddersfield because they're struggling uh, in Championship. Could he go back there in January? Yeah, they've done it before. The previous form on that, they've done that. They've done that. Um, they, they they recall players, um, especially when they are really struggling, and he's as good as he's been. I mean, we call him Rolls Royce. How often? Um, we are massively missing him, but there is a big worry for me that he goes back in January and he goes straight into their team. Um, what do we do there? I mean, let's be fair. Like we've, I've mentioned Timmy as well, but like Timmy's not been the player we expected yet. Absolutely agree. I mean, we we sung a song about him, didn't we? Oh, I did famously, <laughs> stupidly at the start of the season, expecting big things, and maybe he's, I mean we did get told by out the pool fans that he's better in a back three and you can probably see that with the way he plays and the pace and things and he's not really good at winning those first balls in the air particularly um so we're not possibly playing to his strengths but he has been like quite weak when he's been in the squad to be fair so yeah i think i think we are we are struggling in the in the defensive sector both in midfield and and the center back partnerships i think if you look you look at that sorry mate um you look at that and it's interesting you mentioned that as well because Defence, we've got issues. Midfield, we've got issues. Um, up front, one up front doesn't work. We've got issues all over the park at the moment, right? Yeah, I think that when you look at yesterday, Jamie Walker um, has obviously come back in. Um, he's played two halves now, hasn't he? Uh, pretty much. Well, probably less than uh, over the last couple of games. And, and we all are screaming out for Jamie Walker. It's all over the social media. People want him back in. And I feel like he's, he's going to be pivotal as well. Uh, Chapman. I don't feel like Chapman's done much wrong. He does try and make things happen. Yes, he gives the ball away at times and makes bad decisions, but he's trying to make things happen. And I feel like him with Jamie Walker starting, which way around you do it, on, on the right-hand side, in the middle, whatever, I feel like that is going to be a good way to go about things. Walker, maybe not up to speed yet, but that player to come back in is going to be like a new signing for me in January. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited about that. So I feel we've got to look at some of the positives of what who's coming back. The other player I want to mention that I feel like we've missed, and I say this because he hadn't even played this season, but I feel like he could have been really good. Uh, Paddy. Yeah. Got into the first game of the season. He looked so good in pre-season. And I feel like him in that midfield, alongside maybe Smallwood, that is possibly what we're missing, a player like that. Because he's got that excitement in his game. He can beat a man. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and I mean, I know he only played, what, five minutes of the first game of the season, but he was everywhere. He was all over the pitch. And it, obviously, it's, it's incredibly unfortunate what happened to him. Um, but I think you're right. And to be honest with you, I'd completely forgotten about him. I'd absolutely forgotten about him. But I mean, I don't know where his recovery is at the moment. I uh, saw that he was running, but he was in, in like an oxygen tank or something like that. Um <clears throat> So hopefully he'll be coming back soonish. But you're right. I think we need that. Um, Chapman as well. Going back on Chapman, um, I agree. I just think sometimes he does just a little bit too much. Um, and Jamie as well. Obviously, I, I think was it the first game of the season that he got injured as well. So he needs some time to get back up to scratch. But we do this often, where don't we? Where a player is injured and we go. They're going to be the next Messiah. They're going to be the Messiah. They're going to come back into this team and they, we're going to win 10-0 every single game. We've just got to give these players time when they come back. That's that's the thing. And, and Jamie needs that time as well to just get his confidence back up and back to back to, to the great player that we know he is. 
The Scottish Messi. The Scottish Messi is coming back with a vengeance in January onwards and uh, he's going to tear this league apart. And I think we've got to remember that. We're in the mix. We're seventh away after yesterday or six, something like that. Um, I, I couldn't look at the table after the result. It pissed me, me off. Me neither, me neither. So I'll go with whatever you said. We're somewhere like that. So we, we, we're there. I mean, we're there thereabouts. Plenty of games left, but we do need to see some changes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously for the rest of the day, it's... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's World Cup fever, as you can see. I'm not in any Bradford City gear today. I'm too my night tick there, but England are playing. So, do you know what? We love disappointment. We support Bradford City. We support England. Um, but is, is this the year for England, mate? I know we, we should be talking Bradford City, but why not talk about England for 10 minutes or five minutes or three minutes? Do you know what? This World Cup, as much as I want to hate it, has been absolutely incredible. Um, I think the stat someone told me, I think it was Ryan told me yesterday, was that no team have ever won the World Cup after losing a group stage game. Um, and maybe we're probably like the only team that haven't been beaten. Um, do I think we're going to win it? No, I still think Brazil are too strong. Uh, France is still very strong as well. Um, but it's been, I mean, apart by the, I mean, let's let's scrap the USA game completely. It's just going on, isn't it funny? Because so many people watched that and said it's like watching Bradford City because the way that England were playing against USA, it was like the same pattern, the two centre-backs passing it between themselves. Isn't it weird? I mean, obviously, it's a different level. But it's like that's what we base our play on sometimes, don't you think? Yeah, no, I do agree. But the problem is that these guys are a, a lot more talented than ours. Um, but no, you're right. And but to be fair with you, with with the with the forward um, the forward players that we've got in in the England squad, let's face it, that they're all pretty decent, man. Um, I mean, the fact that Foden struggled to get in the team to begin with. Um, and I tell you what, the, the star for me, and I don't think I think he's massively overrated, but I'm actually thinking about this again. Is Rashford? I think Rashford's been been quality. Do you know what? It's weird because there's certain players that play well for England. Maguire, wow, he's been he's been in the team of the tournament so far. I read a stat the other day that he was in average ratings. He's like up there. He's been solid. He's won everything. Slabhead, he's won everything in the air. Defensively sound. Passing perfect. John Stones as well. Both of them have been absolutely fantastic. Um, Pickford's always good for England. Rashford's one that you pick out. Sterling, I know he's sort of come out of the team again, but Sterling's always good for England. Uh, and it's funny that they do step up on national duty, but I do get frustrated with Southgate and his decision-making at times because Mason Mount, for me, should have been dropped after the, the first game. I just I didn't think he offered enough. Um Phillips, I know it's a dirty word because he was a Leeds man, but Phillips, when he came in, I thought was better when he came on as a sub, set up that goal, a really good pass actually to Rashford. 
And Foden's got to be in the team. He's one of the best players in the world for me. So talented. You've got to play him. Yeah, I mean, I'll go back on what you said about Southgate. I mean, the thing is, I know there's obviously a lot of criticism from him at the moment, but we've just had two major tournaments in a row that have been the best we've had uh, for a long, 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 long time. Um, I mean, sadly, I, I think when we had the penalty shootout against Italy, I kind of felt that we were going to struggle against Donnarumma. But um, he's doing it on he's doing it again on the major stage. And for me, that's enough. So It's not enough because, as England fans, there's an expectation. Since I've been born, I'm maybe not born, I remember the first World Cup I can remember is when Owen scored against Argentina and he broke onto the scene. Do you, do you remember? I mean, that's probably about the fourth no, World Cup. Your, your, your <laughs> yeah, it probably is, mate, yeah. He scored a beauty, didn't he? And then um, Beckham got sent off, didn't he? I think in the same, was it in the same yeah. game or whatever? Um, and that's the first one I can remember. And ever since that moment, I just Alan Shearer is my first hero, footballing hero. And I've got a picture of him behind me that's signed. If you can, if you can see it, right up there. I absolutely loved Alan Shearer. Um, and and I just had that connection with England always. And I just absolutely love watching England because the whole country seems to unite. Everybody gets behind them, and it's just ace. But I do feel like we've got that expectation. You'd, every football fan has it at their own club potential, like us at Bradford City, because you kind of like. You are a big fish, really. Mm. You've got players that play in the best league in the world and do it day in, day out. Bellingham is unbelievable. No players in the Bundesliga, but what a player. We should expect we should expect to at least get to the semi or the final. It's just, we've got to get there. Yeah, we've got to get there. And you're absolutely right. And no disrespect to Senegal either, but we should be winning that game tonight. Um, fingers crossed we do when this comes out. But... Um... Yeah, I, I completely, I, I get where you're coming from as well. And you're right. And I mean, for me, Bellingham is in the top five midfielders in the world right now. I just, 19 years old as well. 19. It's mental. It's absolutely mental. Um, I, I genuinely believe he's in the top five best midfielders in this world. Honestly, I really do. I just, just love watching him play football because um, he does... It's weird because he's he's one of those players in that position that doesn't often get the recognition it needs. You know, like kind of like um, I won't say Stuart McCall, but that kind of a, you know the the one maybe a Paul Scholes or something like that where they didn't get the recognition they deserved. But he does that. But he, he does it with so much finesse. He's he's just great. To, I love watching Bellingham. He's great. I mean, against Wales, he did a couple of turns. Like, and it's like, has he just actually done that? It's almost like piss taking at times. Like in positions that he shouldn't really be doing it and you're like, you sort of cringe a bit and then he just gets away with it and turns out and it's like he, he knows what he's doing. He's confident in his ability and those are the types of players you love playing for England and you've got that connection with. Love him. Him and um, I, I will say that uh, that Mus Musiala or Musiala for Germany who actually play for England under 21s or something. Yeah. He's unreal as well. Those are like the two exciting talents I think in world football barring Mbappe who's already broke through but those two at the minute are just so exciting. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, like I said earlier, I don't want I didn't want to like this World Cup, but it's been absolutely amazing. It has it's been oh. Germany going out, Uruguay going out, Belgium, Lukaku. Oh my god. Spain five minutes away from or ten minutes away from going out as well. Do you know what's funny? What really tickled me yesterday? So City fan, I think who wore it up from I think it Randy Cook who sort of missed it, just sort of hit him in the box. And somebody went, Oh my God, he's like Lukaku. So, so somebody's, you know, putting Andy Cook down by saying he's like Lukaku, which really made me laugh. 
He's obviously an international striker, but he were awful in that game, wasn't he? He's been awful for the last year. In fact, since he went back to Chelsea. I mean, to be fair, yeah. that guy must be the, the richest footballer of all time because of the amount of £80 million deals he goes he goes for. Um so apparently you get I think it's like ten percent of every fee that you, you go for, you goes to the player. So he must be an absolute millionaire, but um Chelsea are better. I mean he's he's not apparently he's not gonna stay in Milan, but yeah. I, I mean look at when he were at Man United, overweight, um terrible, and then I know I mean he missed some sitters, but I remember watching it, he punched he punched the um perspex what do you call it through where the Ross? The, the, what do they call them? Dugouts? He punched it through. Yeah. I mean, show that in the game, you know, show a bit of, I mean, he just, yeah, awful. But yeah, somebody, somebody compared Andy Cook to him yesterday and it, it was like being detrimental to Andy Cook to compare <laughs> to Lukaku. And it just really tickled me. But they've took, they were the second rated team in the world, Belgium, and, and they've absolutely blobbed onto this World Cup. Awful. But you know what? The ranking system has been absolutely shite for so long. There's always been like, Teams up there that that shouldn't have been nowhere near. Um, so for me, I, I I never I never unless England were number one, then that's the only time I'd listen to it. But yeah, the the, the ranking system. But I think that what was it? Someone said to me. In fact, this is quite funny. Was that um, <laughs> he said uh, Robert Ma- uh, Roberto Martinez being in charge of Belgium is like when Mister um, uh, what's his name, Mister Burns gave him what was his name, one of the characters from Simpsons control of the the. The power plant. Homer. No, not Homer. It was one of the other ones. <laughs> I uh, get it, but he's, he's got so much talent. It's like they call it the golden generation, don't they? At Belgium, they've just not done nothing. I remember Wales beating them. We don't like talking about Wales, but Wales are out. Wales are out of the competition. What are they going to knock us out? Yeah. Well, he was Sorber like, uh, was, was it Sarber Thomas going? Yeah. Oh, we love beating England. Hold on, mate. I'm pretty sure oh, you played for England, <laughs> like. You know, like, oh, we'd love to knock England out. Like, eh? <laughs> yes, yeah. Honestly, absolute fool. And and, and Keith Moore as well, exactly the same. I'd love to yeah. knock England out. You finished bottom of the group, lads. Thanks for coming. See you later. Um, <laughs> if, there's any, if there's any Wales fans that listen to this, I am not sorry whatsoever. I'm <laughs> yeah, so pleased with that. And we're going to win it. We're going to go and win it. And I can't wait. Um, but yeah, are you watching it anyway? When a few beers are out? Mate, I'm not touching beer for another week, mate. I'm, I'm, I, do you know what? Honestly, my my head is hanging. I, I mean, like I said, anyone who's watching it on YouTube, look at my eyes, man. I look absolutely horrific. You should have an headache for more than one reason because on the train yesterday, it was that pissed. I'm just going to say, he <laughs> just kept lolling back and headbutting windows. <laughs> honestly, I'm like, mate, just we need to put like a crash helmet on you or something because he's going <laughs> like that all the time. You know what else you were doing? So Chris used to be in a band called what were called? Oh, I forgot I played that. Uh, Last Rope. Last and Last Sirens or something. Last Sirens, Last I think. Sirens, yeah. And we were making the whole carriage go silent to listen to him. <laughs> but we were like just we wanted him to sing live and he wouldn't do it. And he ended up playing these songs. And then somebody spoke during the song and you got really upset. <laughs> Right, I need five minutes to myself, and you just like lolled over. 
like really upset. You know what? I wasn't, I, to be honest with you, it wasn't, I was upset. It's because I wanted to play on my game and play on my phone. And then oh, I yeah. had to play it to get my daily rewards. So that was the reason. So I think I said to you, like, I said, oh, do you know what? I'm feeling, re- I, I need, I just need five minutes of myself. Actually, it was just because I wanted to get my game done. <laughs> That's what it was about. Sad bastard. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was an interesting journey. Um, I mean, do you know what's funny though? When you when you hung over, anybody. I mean, Chris is obviously in a different league to me because he's a single man. But when you when you're married, when you've got a partner, they always expect things from you when you hung over. Like we're going here, we we're putting the Christmas decorations up. I mean, I mean, she, to be fair, my good lady's got stew cooking um, in the, in the slow cooker, and she's making a cheesecake, a Biscoff cheesecake for today. Oh, mate. But there is an expectation for Christmas decorations, and I'm just not in the mood. Just not, you know, you just, you don't want to do it. I want fresh air, I want to take dog out, I want to have a coffee or something somewhere, and I want to come home and chill out. But no, other plans are on Rachel's mind this but afternoon. That's, but, that's, but that's to be fair, is, is probably the way that, you know, because you went out with the lads yesterday, so this is your payback for that, so she's making you do that. Is that how this married life works, guys? Give me a bit of advice. Is that what Mate, I... I ain't got a clue, I wouldn't know. <laughs> so... <laughs> this is not a question for you, Chris. This is... Yeah. Then anybody that's an experienced husband or partner, give me a bit of advice. What should I do? Um, but no, I mean she's great. It's it's fantastic that she wants to put Christmas decorations up and be festive. But on a day like today, I'm just not feeling it, guys. No, absolutely not. Um, but, where are you going to watch the England game? Well, I mean, I've got my shirt on. I'm going to have it on all day. Probably, probably at home. Though. Um, <laughs> I was going to go to one at local pubs and watch it, but. Yeah, maybe not after yesterday. But I think next Saturday I'm going to go out and watch it if, if we manage to progress. Because it is next Saturday, isn't it, the next game, I think? Yeah, I'm sure it is. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Let's not preempt it. Um, but if we do get through, I'll probably go have a few beers and watch it somewhere. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, it's coming home. It's coming home and all that. Well, famous last words. I know. Um, but yeah, maybe we should call it there. It's been a bit of a hybrid episode of talking about hot air um, and yesterday's activities but is, is all you want to admit anything that we've forgotten about no i just want to say that again it was it was great to, it was a great day yesterday and i'm glad we've done this it, it, again it's a completely different episode we've just decided to just just go for it um and, and like i said it, it's interesting for us because i think this is the first time we've ever actually had to be negative on the vent about what's going on at the moment don't want people thinking that we're in the club's pocket. We ain't. I promise you that. And hopefully this episode will show that. So, yeah, up the effing chickens. Indeed. Chris is in the pocket. Like a little you teddy bear. Give over. <laughs> but I'm, I am. No, but he's right. I mean, I don't feel like it's the first time we've been negative. Maybe you have been negative. But oh, yeah, I mean, I think probably so. You're probably right there. Because I always like to be quite honest, I try not to pick players out because I feel like it is quite damaging more than what we probably realise, but sometimes it needs to happen. You know, we, we're fans of this football club. We're not running an agenda where we're saying what people want to want, to, want us to say. Let me get my teeth back in again. Um, it's just our honest opinions and we've got to do that. And if it is sometimes slating somebody's performance, then that is their job to do it. So we pay them money, do we, to, you know, to go and watch them every week? It's maybe they're going in their pockets, but we pay to follow this club. You spend a fortune, you travel all over the country, you've got your right to say what you want. And yesterday, last couple of weeks, has not been good enough. So some of these players need to kick up the ass. Yeah, I completely agree. And like I say, when you've got 12,000 fans, not saying that that warrants... 12,000? 12,000. 1,200. 1,200. That doesn't warrant us being um, 
expecting to win against top of the table, no. But what we expect is a team that goes out there that works and it just needs to be better. I mean, they've had what we nearly two weeks off uh, for the Leighton Orient guy. I'm not classing Salford as a game. Screw that. We just expect better. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just a couple of last things, actually. I just remembered because you're still spotting a disgusting um, facial feature. He's coming off today, mate. I'd just like to thank everybody for the donations for November. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Mine's gone um, because I looked awful uh, with it. So thank you so much for it. Chris still looks awful, but he's, he's going to take his off. He did say to me yesterday that he thinks he looks quite sexy with it. Um, which... Don't let, no, th- I mean, that's a complete lie. Why would I go, do you know what, Adam? I think I look really sexy with this. You did, you did and you were asking oh, Bruce what you thought. You did, you did say that. You did say that. But... Honestly, thank you so much for it. Um, I, I can actually, my hair's going back and all, I can actually gel it. So Chris, said to me, Chris is like, never shave your head again. Um, but why, why not? Why not? Because you looked absolutely awful. You had a Britney moment, you shaved your hair off and you looked horrible. Um, so although you said the same to me, to be fair, mate. When I had my other haircut, you went, I'm bad. What's it called? A dumb dumber. The dumber one. <laughs> my Christmas. <laughs> my Christmas. Anyway. Poor joke finish on. But no, thank you very much uh, for listening as always, guys. Um, more stuff coming, guests coming, stuff like that. So thank you for listening. Um, you tell them what to do with likes and stuff because I don't know what I'm not talking about. He says that, but he's always on Twitter. Um, like us on Twitter. Like us on on all your podcasts, your major po- podcast platforms. Uh, give us a five star even if you hate us that would be great um, follow the YouTube channel and yeah we'll just keep you updated with stuff We've, we have got a couple of exciting things in the pipeline that we are hoping to get over the herd. in fact actually we've got two really exciting things coming up but I won't mention what they are um, but yeah other than that thanks for listening and uh, up the fucking chickens up the fucking bars up the fucking bars Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.